Hey, Outcomes Rocket Nation. Saul Marquez here. I want to talk to you about practicing virtually. Fullscript is a virtual dispensing platform that helps practitioners dispense professional-grade supplements and improve patient adherence from anywhere. For example, when you write a prescription, it's sent directly to patients via text or email, and when they place an order, the supplements get shipped right to their door. It has the most comprehensive catalog of products and has adherence tools like refill reminders and auto reorder. It's loaded with features like EHR integrations, patient wellness content, evidence-based protocols, and adjustable profit margins. Best of all, it's free. So try Fullscript today. If you're considering adding supplements to your treatment plans, visit fullscript.com rocket for an extensive guide on supplements and drug nutrient depletion and interactions. Visit fullscript.com rocket. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and today I have the privilege of hosting Kathleen Elmore. She is the Managing Director at Engages, and she is one of the earliest pioneers in bringing the best of consumer marketing and data-driven methodologies to healthcare. Instead of getting you to eat when you're not hungry and buy things when you don't need them, we could finally use the same strategies to instead change the health equation in America. Kathleen previously led the consumer engagement consulting practice for WellTalk, formerly Silverlink, for 12 years, leveraging its data repository of over a billion consumer health interactions, the best of behavioral economics, and the latest in clinical research. To create evidence-based communications on what works to drive consumer healthcare behavior, leading better outcomes and lower costs. She is often quoted in the trade and national press and is a regular speaker on the national stage, having spent the first 20 years of her career in brand marketing at leading consumer marketing organizations, including General Mills, Procter & Gamble, and others. Additionally, she was vice president at Digitas, a leading direct marketing firm. Recently, she was selected as consultant member of the first ever FDA's Patient Engagement Advisory Committee. The work that is being done to merge the consumer health industry with the traditional health industry is extraordinary, and the outcomes that could be derived by this type of work is pretty outstanding. And so I'm excited to dive into some of the work being done at Engages, and so uh, really grateful, Kathleen, that, that you could join us today. Thank you, Saul. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And so before we go through the work and strategy and and technology that you guys employ to increase consumer engagement in healthcare, I'd really love to learn more about you, Kathleen, and what inspires your work in healthcare. Sure. So two major things inspire my work in healthcare. One is we're all consumers, right? And we're all healthcare consumers. Even if we're not at this moment, we will be in our lifetime. And so as you think about the opportunity to really change behavior for the better, for not only collectively, you know, population health and the $3 trillion deficit we have in America today around healthcare, we can change it for the individuals. And that's what is so exciting You talked a little bit about my background from the consumer marketing world. You know, they were experts at driving personalization and scale and and getting you to do things like, you know, eating Snickers when you didn't really need Mm -hmm. to or buying something that you have three on the shelf already. And so it was really exciting to me when I first came to healthcare in 2005 is to take all of those proven methodologies, A-B testing, behavioral economics, and instead point them at good instead of evil, getting folks to engage in their health, take their meds, get their screenings. And so I think there's a huge opportunity to drive behavior change for good and to really get consumers better engaged in their health. And I think we're really still at our infancy in that area. 
the second thing that inspires me is I have a daughter that has spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy from birth. And so I like to say that I'm not just a consumer engagement expert. I'm actually a healthcare consumer and somewhat of a frequent flyer of the system. Yeah, no, that's, you know, the inspiration, I mean, you know, getting that inspiration from your child and also seeing the experience that you've had in the consumer engagement field outside of healthcare. I mean, it's, it's powerful. So uh, I understand why you're so mission driven, Kathleen. And, you know, Thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate that so much. And we are all touched by healthcare, whether we, you know, access healthcare in the acute setting, you know, or we are trying to get better with our wellness and our, you know, being proactive about it. We're all engaged. And so as providers and companies seek to improve that engagement with the consumer, you know, I'm curious uh, what you guys are doing here, Kathleen. Tell us more about Engages and, and, and how you guys are helping the ecosystem. Sure. And I think you hit on the key word, really, Saul, the healthcare ecosystem. You know, right after the ACA, there was this dramatic kind of change in, you know, focus that everyone was trying to understand the consumers better, to, you know, walk in their shoes, see it from their perspective, to craft the right messages. But what really happened is that all of that work was being done kind of like at the content level. And what they didn't realize, you know, the industry as a whole is to truly become the Amazons, the Googles, you know, the Walmarts, you name it, is there's this whole ecosystem of consumer centricity that needs to happen. And these are things like even being able to access data in the same way so that when something happens in the kind of, you know, life cycle of communications or, or interactions of consumers with their health, that that interaction can be fed and acted upon in a relevant way throughout the ecosystem so that we're really driving that holistic experience. And so our organization really does kind of the people, process, technology, true consulting, change management, and infrastructure change that drives that new consumer-centric ecosystem. Everything from how to capture preferences of consumers so that we're not just sending them a direct mail as our default, you know, I kind of was talking to some plans the other day that direct mail during a pandemic feels like the Pony Express, right? Because things are changing mm-hmm. so much. And so it's talking to each individual consumer, you know, in a scalable way to say, how should we best communicate with you? And then, you know, moving down that ecosystem of where do you store those? How do you act upon those throughout all the different stakeholders? And what is that logical, technological architecture that drives consumer centricity? How do we standardize data? All of those things. How do we pull in the provider and those interactions to make sure, again, we're aligned are some of the things that we're helping plants work on. And the biggest one, of course, now is building that ecosystem that we can get consumers back into care, which is a critical piece right now. Yeah, no, I think that's super interesting, Kathleen. And, you know, as you you mentioned, people process technology, getting their preferences rather than just doing this blanket campaign. You know, tell us a little bit more about what makes engage us different in your approach, in your methodology? You got it. So what we hear from our clients, which we think is the best testimonial of all, is uh, two things. One is there's nobody that brings the healthcare consumer engagement expertise to the table like we do. Most of us were formerly from the company that you mentioned, where day in and day out, we drove over a billion and a half interactions with consumers using A-B testing. So finding out not just what worked, but what worked for what specific populations to drive what specific behaviors. I like to give you an example of, you know, when I was in my old world, Cheerios, 
Mm-hmm. I just had one goal. I needed people to just buy Cheerios. Frankly, I didn't even care to eat Cheerios. And then <laughs> I had a very narrow target. I had affluent moms that either had brand new babies or husbands with bad cholesterol. So mm. the things that I could, the levers that I could use were very narrow and defined. The barriers I understood because it was so specific. Now in healthcare, we have every demographic, every walk of life. And so there's no way that you could ever do a one-size-fits-all. And then to add to that, I need you to do many different things, Saul. I need you to take your meds, get your screenings, get your well visits, you know, stay out of the hospital once you've been discharged. And so what happens is the levers and barriers on all of those different types of behaviors are very different. And so I might be great at getting my screenings, but I'm terrible at med adherence. And so how you need to, you know, personalize has exponentially grown if you want to be successful. And so again, our firm really, you know, we've been around for three years, but all of us worked really early on in this world of consumer healthcare engagement. And so we have a head start on everyone else. So our expertise is really advantage that we have over anyone else. But the second is we get into the weeds. Because we've lived this in day in, day out on the front lines of consumers, we can roll up our sleeves and actually close that last mile with consumers. So we don't just say, you know, you need to build a preference engine and here's how you do it. We can write the copy that basically gets more members to digitally adopt than anyone else. We can actually close that cap on the screenings better than anyone because we know all of those levers to say, you know, what to say to a Hispanic male over 50 to get him to get the colonoscopy versus what you say to a Medicare senior female to get her to get it and how that changes for Medicaid versus commercial. So lots of complexity. But again, that's what we do every day. And so that's what we bring to the table. That's awesome. I'd love to sit in one of your meetings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is I was introduced to someone recently and I, I opened with the colonoscopy example and I said, you know, five of you here on a call, if I asked you why you weren't getting a colonoscopy, you'd actually, even though you demographically look similar, you'd give me five different answers. And Saul, if you said, I don't have time, you know, and someone else said, I really can't stand the prep, that chalky liquid. If I said to you, Saul, but the liquid tastes better than it used to, for you, that's noise. And, you know, it really kind of brings to bear the importance of driving consumer behavior change on a personalized level. But the person thought that that was the funniest thing. And he said, you know, I've never opened introductions with colonoscopies. And he's like, I'm going to use that example now for the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) And But it's a great example, right? And, and you know, what might appear like the same demographic, psychographic, but you got to dig a couple of layers deeper if you're really going to get the uh, the behaviors that you want. Bingo, so, that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, no, Kathleen, it's so insightful. And, you know, honestly, like from my perspective, I've been a student of marketing and sales and, and also copy, right? And, and like, I mean, copy is tough. I've never been able to do it myself. I always end up hiring people, but it's worth the money sure. because if you confuse, you lose. And, That's and there, right. you know, there's just, there's an opportunity to be clear. And so, okay, tell us a little bit about how you guys have improved outcomes and made business better, Kathleen. Sure. We take the best of behavioral economics and those are those little nudges that get consumers to act the latest in clinical research with the deep, deep insights that we bring to bear just from our collective expertise, as well as the best of these proven methodologies the consumer world has been using for years and decades, really. And we bring that to bear in each and every campaign, each and every program, each and every you know project around engagement strategy. 
And so, you know, over and over again, we see lift. And I'll, I'll give you some of the more fun ones. Behavioral sure. economics is pretty new to healthcare, but it's been around forever. And these are things like fear of missing out, social proof. Give you an example of social proof. It's when your electric company shows you your neighbor's bills and then gets you to change your behavior because you realize you're the outlier. We do those same type of tactics in the healthcare world. And frankly, you know, if used correctly, because a lot of folks are saying they don't work, but it's knowing how to use them, they work beautifully. And I'll give you an example. If I call you, Saul, and say, hey, it's time for your well visit. We have a couple opening next week. Do you want to take them? Your first thought's going to be, you know what, let me check my calendar and call you back. Well, do you ever call back? Never, right? right? Inertia. And so if I say to you, Saul, you know, I've got one opening next week and it's actually with the best provider in the practice. Can I put you in? Now you're going to say, oh gosh, okay, yeah, I'll take it because scarcity will drive you. That's right. It's a little FOMO, a little scarcity. So lots of great things we do, but when we actually apply those, we see wild swings of improvement because again, we're still at that early stages of really adopting those practices across the industry. Yeah, no, some great examples. And it's those small tweaks that we can make in our messaging, in our approach that can help us really with patient engagement, with, you know, helping us just achieve the goals that we're looking for. And and even, you know, I don't know, as, as we have this discussion, Kathleen, I'm thinking how valuable this could also be on providers and employees. Do you guys do anything inward facing? Yes, that's a great point. We are expanding. We have some provider, you know, projects that we're working on and we see that as kind of the next frontier because Mm -hmm. the need to drive consumer behavior right now is critical. And so that part of our business is growing significantly. And then employers, you know, let's face it, some of them are like health insurance plans and that they're self-insured. And so they also need that engagement. So absolutely. Love it. Yeah. You know, it's just critical um, to be able to influence and having insightful ways to do it with the company like Engages and, you know, the work that Kathleen and her team do is something that we should all consider. The website is Engages.com. It's E-N-G-A-G-Y-S.com. Make sure to check them out. They have some fascinating work. They show their strategy, their research, their design, technology and insights. It's It's a fascinating body of work that you guys are up to. What would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've seen in the translation of, you know, consumer marketing into healthcare? And, and how has that setback made you guys perform even better? Sure. So when I first came to healthcare again in 2005, you know, I was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed to completely change this industry to become consumer-focused. And one of the first projects I had was they told me to go work on new solutions for disease management. And I go, oh, oh my God, disease management, you can't call this solution disease management. Consumers don't want to think of themselves as disease. What a horrible label. And I thought it was this individual company and they're like, too late. There's already a multi-billion dollar industry built around disease management. Well, here we are now, 15 years later, finally, you know, old kind of holdouts like that are starting to change. We now call it condition management. Funny things like, you know, high deductible plans. If I were at Cheerios, that would be like saying it's the bland cereal, right? Like, let's pick the worst feature of this plan and advertise it. We'll call it the high deductible instead of low premium. So I I still laugh that there's so many, you know, kind of just hangovers from having been kind of a, a business to business employer, you know, industry for so long that we still 
need to keep pushing. And so I guess the setback is it's slower than I would like, but I am seeing real change, which is exciting. That's cool. No, I I think that's great. And, you know, it it is slow and and COVID is accelerating things. Have you seen anything around that, the impacts of COVID on the willingness to consider new things? Absolutely. You know, right before COVID hit, I was calling this the year, the 2020 was the year of transformation because mm-hmm. we really serious? did have the window. You know, that that uh, actually I, was my, like what I decided for, for our year is transformation. Oh, <laughs> That's so great cool. Great minds think alike. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love that. Um, no, I felt like we finally had the win at our back. And I'll tell you why. Is that yeah. we, we've got giants at the gate right now. Walmart's entering. Uh, Haven, the Amazon Berkshire Hathaway partnership is entering. You know, Google's getting involved. Apple tried to get involved. So there was giants at the gate, right? People that really understood consumer electricity that were creating urgency in the current ecosystem. Two, you know, digital health is investing, you know, $8 billion a year to try to disrupt this industry through, right. you know, startups and venture capital. Then there was this whole investment in brand new plans that had the luxury of building from the ground up and really, you know, owning true interesting and hampered by legacy systems and old infrastructure and things like that. And then finally, most importantly, consumers have changed. Recent studies have shown that consumers no longer compare us to experiences within healthcare. They compare us to their favorite brands. And so the bar is high. And so all of those impacts together, we're really seeing true urgency, acceleration, you know, all the way through to actually action and then the pandemic hit. So if that didn't show them that they need things like being able to govern and communication across silos, right? So that if you want to halt communications so that they don't feel tone deaf in the time of COVID, you have a system that you're not sending out mail at the time of pandemic where you don't have to, you know, all of those things. So it did accelerate it for us. And I think all of those, you know, factors are really going to keep the foot on the gas as we go forward and continue to see accelerated change. Yeah, well said. Well said, Kathleen. And the opportunities continue to grow. I I wasn't aware that Walmart had joined that, um, what is it, um, Maven? or I forget what what they call it. No, no, they didn't join. Sorry. Um, Amazon Berkshire Halfway. No, Walmart just is doing kind of healthcare on its own. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They kicked off their healthcare. I was like, oh my God, I didn't know Walmart joined that thing. Oh, sorry. Um, I talked so fast. (laughs) No, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, the reality is there's a lot of eyes on this and, and, you know, self-insured employers are putting in their stakes in this and, and saying, we're going to make a difference. And, and so we've got to make sure that we're doing what we can to stay ahead of it because COVID has changed the front door to healthcare and how you manage that is going to make or break your practice, your business. And, uh, and so fascinating work here. And as you think about this transformation, which I love that that's your theme this year, Kathleen, <laughs> Thank you. Um, what would you say you're most excited about? I think, you know, I think that really there is acceleration is what I'm most excited about. I think we're seeing real change. And I think, you know, consumers are getting involved. They're demanding accountability. They, you know, even if they haven't figured out how best to take care of their health, they're aware that they also are part of the equation. And so I think they're right to to drive the right behaviors for the right segments, as long as, you know, again, we're kind of continuing to find out what's meaningful to them and really talking to them on their terms. But I think you know, I think you're going to see real change. So that's what I'm most excited about. Love it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. 
So as we wind down our, our chat here, Kathleen, you know, I'm curious, any book recommendations that you'd give to our listeners? Sure. Um, Guns, Germs, and Steel. It's an older book, but of course, it couldn't be more timely right now in this time of the pandemic. And it really talks about, again, you know, I'm all about consumer engagement. So it really talks about kind of the how, you know, germs spread and just the impact that has on all of us. Um, so I think it's definitely worth a good read. Timely, timely. Folks, you could go to outcomesrocket.health in the search bar, type in Engages. That's E-N-G-A-G-Y-S. You'll find a full transcript of our discussion with Kathleen there, as well as links to the book that she's recommended, their website, Engages.com, and more. So uh, Kathleen, just want to say thank you for joining us today. Can you leave us with a closing thought? And then the best place that the listeners could continue the conversation with you and your team. Sure. Um, I always encourage anybody listening to pick one thing that you're going to solve for for the consumers this year, whether it be adopting uh, behavioral economics, standing up the ability to do A-B testing to get better and better at, at driving consumer behavior change and getting consumers engaged, or continuing to build that ecosystem of capturing preferences of being able to use data to personalize, all of those things are going to make a difference in the end. Great one. And as if the listeners want to engage with you further, what would be the best way? Sure. Um, I love talking about consumer engagement. Um, so I'm happy to field any questions, create some thought-provoking discussions around it. I think, again, it's always great to connect with others and just try to get new ideas on some of the older problems. So please feel free to, to reach out, Kelmore, K-E-L-L-M-O-R-E, at Engages.com. Love it. Well, Kathleen, this has been a ton of fun and certainly insightful. The work that you guys are doing is meaningful, and I'm confident it's going to, to really transform a lot of healthcare practices and businesses and strategies. So I, I thank you again for jumping on and sharing with us. Fantastic. Thank you for having me, Saul. This was terrific. Terrific. 